Guess what? I just put my logo in my pool. Guess what? I just made a porno in the booth. Guess what? Maybe taking photos when I move. Guess what? I still got control. How about you? Guess what? I just put my logo in my pool. Guess what? I just made a porno in the booth. Guess what? Maybe taking photos when I move. Guess what? Welcome back, everybody. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday here in in Florida. So I think it's, it's it's nice up there as well, right? That little cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh nice here. And no, I'm in northern Florida. And my son is, is in southern Florida, so it's it's you know if you know anything about Florida, it's a five plus hour drive from the top to the bottom of the state. So the temperatures can be drastically different. Yeah, but it's nice here today. Really nice. I saw it was cool this morning. Yeah. Um. No, nothing like our favorite city, Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I was talking to my grandma. It was it was in the thirties earlier. Hey, it's seventy eight here in Zach's. It was in Pittsburgh. Ooh, fifty one. Mm. Yeah, warmed up, warmed up a little. <laughs> warmed up, but nothing like we got here. Almost eighty. Yeah, that's what that's warm for up there. But uh, but yeah, we're not we're not gonna waste too much time. We're gonna get right into things. Happy to, happy to be back doing mm-hmm. this for doing this for another week. Uh, you know, if if you've been paying attention or if you haven't, because you know that's that's what we're here for. Uh, made a made a few signings. Um, obviously not big name signings. You know, we re-signed uh, Hassan Sauer. We re-signed uh, fin- B.J. Finney from he was he was with the Bengals, I believe, last year. I don't precisely. He, he signed with Seattle, then he got cut. Okay. To the Bengals. Okay. But of course, he was with the Steelers the years before that. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. I, I just remember him being with the team, you know, for a few years before he left and. I remember it was just a situation of uh, not that the team necessarily didn't want them because that's obviously not the case with many of the players that come to Pittsburgh. But it was he got offered some money because um, he, you know, had played played pretty well. Started started, I, I believe it was like 15, 16, 15 out of sixteen games for us. Um, the one year that he did start, so solid solid depth signing. Um, and then did I mention we signed we signed Ray Ray already? No, no. Okay. So we re-signed Ray Ray, um, who obviously has, if anybody knows about Steelers special teams uh, stats, they've been horrendous the last few years. But I believe we went jump from like 32nd to 15th last year, um, which is very good considering that's um, like top top 15. Um, and Ray Ray actually played pretty well. Um not only on special teams, but the few times I saw him actually, you know, coming out of the slot, he looked, he looked pretty good. So, uh, you know, got, he got a pretty decent contract and we also re-signed Spillane, uh, who started a bunch of games for us this year, uh, played, played well and pretty much until he got hurt. I, I thought he looked great until, until he got hurt. So, um, few, few signings. Um, obviously, like I said, not, not big name where, with all those signings, I believe still about like three mil uh, under the cap. So I say all that to say now we're now we're looking at a situation with, you know, as me and my dad actually were just talking about before we, we got on 
we're about 24 hours away from the the legal tampering period. Uh, free agency officially starts Wednesday. Um, I believe the last time that we talked, Dad, you were saying you probably you don't actually expect for them to do any more restructures until after free agency starts. Yeah, I mean they may do one in the next couple of days if they have someone that they because the thing is history shows and you know our show is all about history and stats and using that to make judgments more than just how we feel we know the Steelers generally go into the season with at least five plus million dollars for you know whatever may happen in the season that's not including the money you need to sign your draft picks which is typically around five six million dollars so right now they're sitting at whatever you want to look at it, sitting at four million or four million plus of, of cap that means you already know they need six million dollars, six more million dollars to do what they normally do in a season. So that what that tells me is they only got a few ways to do that now with the present uh, roster. Is they either going to have to restructure? They got one. I think they only got really one person they can restructure now, and that's two. They got two candidates that they can resign or, or what we call an extension, and that's the Castro or uh nelson and then they got two candidates that's either cut or or uh what you call reduce their one-year contract and that's um vince williams or joe l hayden so that's what i expect that out of those five guys you may see a move or two in the next 24 to 72 hours to get where they want to be now that's not even including if they want to sign somebody, which I, I don't know if they're going to do in the next three days or their present guys. I know there's probably a couple of guys they really want to do that with. So to do that, to even get the minimum free agents back on the team, they're going to have to do some restructuring or something. So that's the stuff I expect to see in the next few days. Or they may wait till the season starts. Who knows? Some of the guys they could resign. I know you, you, you've sent over a list. Some of those guys, they can resign on a one-year deal. The, the thing about a one-year deal with a veteran is you have to account pretty much for their whole, even if you only sign up for a meal, that meal pretty much counts toward the salary cap. And we just said they're only at four million now. So those are the things I expect to be seeing done or, or not be done in the next four to five days. Um, you know, we can, we're going to talk about some of the lists you sent me, but I mean, I, I just don't see a lot of moves done without doing some of the restructuring and some of the um, cutting slash the extension guys, which I like I just told you, there's only really five of them. They, they put those in those three categories, restructure, cut, or uh, reduce, or, or extend. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we, yeah, I, this is the fun part we've been talking about the last three or four weeks. We're down to the final hour now. So, so I want to... Sorry, that no, go ahead. No, 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 I, I would say I just want to say because some of our big free agents and they don't really have the money to sign them. And when you get to this point, if I'm if I'm the big free agents on the team, uh, if I'm their 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 agent, I'm telling them wait unless the Pittsburgh call and say we're going to give you what you want. Other words, why wouldn't you wait to see what else is out there with the other teams going actually and that starts, you know, that really starts tonight. You know, like we said, there's the legal tamarind. So other teams are going to be really, really not 
bashful about their intentions if they have any because you want to you want to get in on on who you value as a free agent you want to get in with them you know early and that's really legally today tonight so i want i wanted to look at a few things today um and and i'm gonna start with the first one of those things was all the people that you just mentioned so what what we've been seeing in the past week with other teams is you've seen this big influx of people signing contracts with voidable years. Um, so like that was something that I saw mentioned with Hayden, which like they could actually extend him and do a deal with voidable years. Now I don't know enough about how the cap works to really know if that's something that's plausible, but I do also know I've been seeing a lot of teams do it. And I know how important Hayden is to the team. And I know the level of production that he's still giving the team is something that's, I guess it's, 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 it's logical enough to think that it's something that they've looked at or considering, especially for the fact that I'm I'm assuming that through Dulac, like you were saying, he's probably talked to one of the agents or the agent of, of Hayden. So I'm assuming that the Steelers have talked to Hayden. In, in, in some in some way, shape, or form, because in regards to DeCastro, you know, I was just reading an article that said like they haven't talked to DeCastro about anything. Um, so it, it kind of also makes me to believe that maybe they're looking at do something, especially for Hayden, and even like you were saying, like if it, to me, like, and we've already brought this up before in, in previous shows, like to me, it would make sense. To if you can do if you can extend Hayden and, and Nelson, especially Nelson, because we've talked like definitely that's something me and you have pretty much definitely thought like like at the same time is is probably one of the better options that we can do, especially because that's a, a position of need. But I'm like if you extend Hayden and with some avoidable years, not only does it help out the cap, but if he still keeps playing well, then you keep him, and then that that also that also gives us a reason to, and that leads us into uh because like to me like vince williams like uh, i mean the cash still under contract so i mean they'll they'll revisit like i'm not i'm not too concerned about them them revisiting that because they'll they'll it's not like the steelers are the type of organization where they're just going to cut somebody with no warning like you're gonna you're gonna know from a mile out if the castro's not getting re-signed just from how they do things but i'm not concerned with them doing things within the you know the the, the you know like right now like it's not like they're, they're not one of those teams that that moves with everybody else like you say um but i'm like vince williams is pretty much the same dude as spillane so i'm like there, there's really no reason to, to keep him on the team um especially like when he is i believe like 31 or 32 um there's just really no reason that when you have a younger version of him that's Essentially, like, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, Spillane played better, but to me, like, from watching him to Vince Williams, he at least looked a little bit more spry compared to, like, what I've seen out of Vince Williams in the past few years. I mean, Vince Williams is just a great player. Like, he makes a lot of plays. Um, but I think that's more like a mental thing than, like, from a physical a physical attributes. Uh but it kind of leads us into our list. And like you were saying, like, you know, we're, we're already about three to three to five mil under the cap. So it's like, and until we make moves and if we make moves, I mean, realistically we need, I think I was, I think I saw, we need about eight to nine mil for the draft. 
in cap room? I think I think it's probably between five and seven, okay, like that. Yeah, they use you don't really need a, like ten million. You probably need between five and six, depending on where you're picking, because right, that's you know the signing bonuses for basically it's the signing bonus and salary for the players, and it's like that's not a lot when you look at it because you're spreading it out over four or five years anyway, so it's not a lot. And then what did I do with I literally just had my phone. Um but yeah, no, so it's like but we still need to make room if we do want to sign anybody. And I mean like what do you what do you really think is like plausible? I mean, do you really think we're gonna sign anybody else in free agency at all? Like with no. just with the, with the cap situation how, how it is? I, I think I can't, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I can, I meant to tell you this when we talked this week, I think that two and a half million dollars we lost when the cap, I thought the cap would be closer to that 185 was a, was a bummer from a standpoint of that two and a half million dollars was what we just talked about. So now we got to make up for, even if it came in at 84 million. That's still a million and a half. That million and a half is a player or two who we just signed, you know, like one of the minimum guys. But now when you lose that, you know, remember we had the cap at 185 until it came in at 182.5. That two and a half million dollars is a player or two. You know what I mean? So now you, that's that's why now I'm like, whew, it's going to be hard without doing what you said. Now you got to do some of the things. Typically, typically, the Steelers don't do as an organization. Signing guys in waterable years, extending guys, you know, all that other stuff. I'm like, it, that's why I'm like, now watching it now, you sitting back with basically three days left before a free agency start, and you, to answer your question, I'm going to have to go no now. Before, I would have been leaning towards yes. Now I'm like, no, not initially. And not any of the guys we got, because the guy, pretty much the guys we're losing that I feel like the team should keep one or two. I'm like, man, but this goes back to, I just feel like what I said at the very beginning of these podcasts weeks ago, is the front office capable of doing some of the new things that will keep us still being successful going into the new age of the NFL, not from 20, 25 years ago, which, you know, doing contracts a little different draft picks a little different you know those are the things that i said why we when we talked earlier about kevin colbert moving on being an older gentleman like maybe having some new fresh blood in there that may do some of these things and i'm not saying overextend yourself or or all of a sudden be a team that spends a bunch of money in free agency. i i love doing it through the draft i'm just saying like we're in a position this year that first of all that pandemic really exasperated, uh, exasperated a lot by losing this much money. So now you got to do things a little different for this year because we, as we look at our cap situation in the next coming years, we wanted the top teams with a bunch of cap, but we still got some top players we need to sign. And go back to what we said a couple weeks ago, Pittsburgh never plays with the loser mentality. So that means all this, you pour all this into a pot and stir it up. Are we going to do things a little different this year than we normally do? And one of those is just like we said, avoidable, couple avoidable years. 
uh, uh, you know, resign and going out. Because I, I told you before, I think we cannot lose both cornerbacks, period. you got to be able to sign one of them. Now, that two and a half million dollars we just lost off the cap for 185 to 182.5, that was probably the easier way to say, I can justify a way I and still doing what we typically do. I can still sign Sutton or somebody. Now it's like, oh man, I don't know without doing some of the, like you said, the vulnerable year contracts, freeing up some money. That needs to happen quickly because I, if I'm a team like, Atlanta or Jacksonville or one of these teams that I'm looking to be respectable, I'm going to go pluck a player like Sutton, a player like what you call it, that I know looking to get paid because this is their only time to get paid. And it ain't going to cost me a bunch of money anyway because I got a bunch of money. I can be like, why? I can go sign Sutton for a four-year, $24 million, $26 million. Because it's nothing to me, you know, as far as cap. Pittsburgh... So this, they can. So this kind of goes to the list that we were talking about. And this is a, a list that because, you know, because Zora, one of our favorite people that we like to read, like read his material and follow him. This is people that from our remaining free agency was saying might walk or stay. So he has Debris walking, Hilton walking, Villanueva walking, Juju walking. He has us re-signing Sutton, re-signing Filer, re-signing Banner. Connor leaves, uh, uh, Lalu re, uh, resigns with us, Williamson walks. I'm assuming this is Jordan Barry, our punter, resigns mm-hmm. with us. Chris Wormley, the guy that we got from uh, Baltimore, I think he, I think he like impressed a lot of people last year. So they have mm-hmm. him have him resigning, and then Dangerfield has been there forever. So they have they mm-hmm. have him resigning. So I mean, a lot of a lot of those dudes, like you know, are minimum guys. Yeah, you're not, yeah. You're, not, you're not spending. Setting set, set a fighter to me is the only ones out of those guys you probably signed that he's saying resign. That's more than a year, a year signing, like a one year contract. I I, mean, I, I only I, disagree I agree. with that. Is that's the only person I disagree with? By the way, before, just before you say anything, that is is Filer. Oh, oh yeah, Filer. Filer is the only guy that I I'm we totally in agreement. Like no, I, I wouldn't resign. I just wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would let one of the young guys play. Because first of all, if he if you're gonna re-sign him, that means there's no re-signing banner to me. Like they're right. the same guy to me. Right. And then, and I want one of them to play tackle. Now, if you're trying to sign Fowler to play guard, I don't agree with that. Period. Or we saw, you, we saw, we saw if, him at guard. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'm also like, if you're trying to re-sign him to be the swing guy, I think he costs too much. You know what I mean? Like if he's not starting. There's no use re-signing him. And the only way I can see him starting to me is at the better position that we saw him play at in the last couple of years. And to me, that was uh, uh, um, tackle. Now, I don't know, you know, what they think, but I'm, I'm sitting there like, man. I mean, I, I, I always think that we talk about them like Depot or, or just the Steelers themselves? The Steelers. Oh, okay. The Steelers thing, yeah. I don't know what the Steelers thing, but you know. Yeah, we'll I, I, I've known the Steelers, to, and we've known the Steelers to hold on to some people too long. But I, I, I just, especially this year, I, I don't really think there's a reason to go quickly resign a guy like that when you, you arguably might be able to get somebody a lot better, cheaper, mm-hmm. 
and it's like you might be talking a, a few million and and especially mm-hmm. with the, the the way that the market is it's like if you if you're able because that's one thing i wanted to talk about too and you, you mentioned it and it's being competitive so we we lost first round in the playoffs last year we got to the playoffs we looked we looked good against you know the teams teams that were respectable um mm-hmm. We could always there's always room for improvement. So I, 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 you know, the the point which like you always bring is like we won. So that that's the point. You can always do things better. And most people, you know, if if, if you really are, are serious about it, just you care about the, the W. Um, improving is is a week to week thing. So and I, and I mean this year I'm sure we're gonna have games where where we look sloppy. So I mean that's that's to be expected. Every every team does. Um, and even obviously the the Bucks had a sloppy stretch of games and they, and they won the Super Bowl. But the point is, is which is what I was getting to is you see them doing all this creative stuff with their, with their, their players, with their contracts, with, with different things that they're doing. And that's another reason to why we're saying like, we have to do something different this year. Like we just have to do things a little differently this year because everybody is, and everybody's, especially teams like that are, are if not getting better, like staying as as competitive and they just won the super bowl and like you know we just saw in the last week kansas city just had to cut a bunch of guards so mm-hmm. i mean that 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 stuff like that's another team that you know what again was in the super bowl that's losing talent and even still they they had whole they had holes in, to be in the super bowl so i i mean it's it's one of those situations where a lot of the teams that we saw green bay uh the bills like all these all these you know i could I can list them all, but my, my point is, is like those teams are getting better. So, I mean, like if, if we want to stay competitive or surpass those teams, like there's just things that we have to do differently this off season. Yeah. Um, you, you look at, I, I think I know I've said this on other draft uh, or the podcast. We look at our division first, trying to win the division. There's no way you can look at our division and look at our team as the president is and say we're better than any other team besides maybe Cincinnati right now, just by and, talent alone. And that might be like a, a that would be like an any given Sunday type of game. Like exactly. so so you there's no way you can go into it thinking, man, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be this or that. And I'm like, nope, you you I know we, we we say we always want to be competitive, so you gotta you gotta think that way. You you gotta make moves that way. And that's why I'm like, you can't think. Normally, we can sit back and go, we'll just do what's best as it comes to us. We gotta be a little more aggressive. We gotta do a little thing a little different. That's what I'm hoping this year. Because if we sit back this year and just go, oh, we're gonna go in the draft. We ain't got ways to have money to go sign our own people this year. Blah 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 blah. We're gonna be lacking next year. Period. Um, so, so I'm hoping we'll see some moves in the next 24 to 48 hours, just on our team, like restructure this, da da da, freeing up some money here and there, and then re-signing some guys. We don't have a nice, we don't have a roster right now. We don't have a roster right now to even go out and play a game right now. And I'm saying that just by plugging in a practice squad guy, we got too many holes right now to even to say we can put a roster out on the field. So that's what I'm like, in the next three days, just from the guys, and I know how Pittsburgh operates, and I'm saying this from a history standpoint, they like keeping their guys. 
you just read me a list about 10 guys plus. That means we got to get, and I'm agreeing with Alex, all these guys should be able to be re-signed. The only, you know, only person I don't agree with is Fyler. That's it. All these other guys, you, I think you maybe bear if you're going to look at another punter, but I think most of these guys you should be able to re-sign and re-sign fairly quickly. I, I just you, like if we, you we, sign the guys that's on his list right now, then I'd be like, okay, you're ready to go into the draft. There, but there's just no reason to, to re-sign Barry to me because it's just like you maybe or you, or Wormley or, or Dangerfield. I do feel like Alou is kind of in the middle, but to me, I list you just read me. Sutton is the one guy that I'm like, don't let him get the free agents. Yeah. Everybody else on here, I feel like there's another guy in the NFL that we can re-sign that'll be just like one of these guys you got here. Only difference is they hadn't been with the Steelers. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. So I'm like, but these, this is a lot. And I'm going to say this too. The next rave of guys would be Fowler or Banner because one of those guys to me has to play right town. And we just don't have that now. We don't even have, we don't have on our offensive line. We don't even have normally. You go into the season with eight or nine, ten guys that you say I could plug him in for an injury or a play or whatever. We don't even have that. We only really got four guys out of a room that should be ten deep. That's before the three or four guys on the practice squad, or eight or nine deep. I think we played with nine last year. Eight or nine, y'all. I think we all typically go in with eight or nine guys that we have on the active roster. And, I, and I'm I like, you, I tell you, we only got three or four. I'll tell you another reason that we should keep Sutton, because this, this is something else I wanted to get into today, um, just in, in regards of how, like, our draft, because, like, you know, I, I like, especially, like, the last, like, year or two, I've really been looking at how we draft and, and the like, the, the rounds that we draft people in. So... Sutton is probably the only quarter cornerback, the only DB that we've drafted in like the last decade that's any type of respectable in the in the yep. higher rounds. Like don't I'm looking at some, I'm looking at yeah, I, I honestly don't know why. But so the the other funny thing is too, and and it's why I'm really high on drafting a, a um a running back early. So the only running back that I've seen that we've drafted in the last uh pretty much 15 years there's two running backs that we've drafted in the last 15 years that have performed well for us and both of those dudes were pretty much first and second rounders and that was Le'Veon Bell was one and then the other one was Rashard Minahal and he was the first round he was a first round draft pick so then on top of that when it came to line obviously DeCastro Pouncey uh, Marcus Gilbert, like all those dudes were first and second round, like picks. Yep. That, so, that's why I'm telling you this year, guarantee is going to be offensive line picks. Yeah, you're probably going to double up this year. I mean, that's, that's why like, that's why I have been doing you're it. Gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> like, if you're going to double up on the draft this year on offensive line, we only got eight picks right now. If you're going to say two of them go to the offensive line and you got six other picks, we right now as we sit, we need more than six picks to fill out the roster. You yeah, know what I mean? That's, I don't that's, a, that's another reason I've, I've also been, like, really big on just signing a running back. 
because I'm like, we've drafted like five or six running backs in the last like five, six years. Like, yeah. and none of, like none of them have, like we drafted Connor, we drafted Samuels, we drafted Snell, we drafted McFarland. Like none of them, none of them dudes look like we, they about to be re-signed with a dry archer. Like no, yeah. nobody remembers that dude. Um, I remember him. Uh, but then it's like, what is it? And then even even wide, like wide receivers, like I mean, we've drafted a lot of questionable wide receivers, but when we have drafted wide receivers high, like they've, you know, for the most part, they've been okay. Like I mean, like we never did anything with the team. Um, was it? I mean, but most, for the most part, like our best year that I've seen in the last like decade for drafting was 2010. You know, we obviously got Sanders and Brown in the same draft. Like mm-hmm. Mike Wallace was a third round draft pick. Santonio Holmes was a, a what is that first round draft pick? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else who else we got here. Schuster second round, Claypool second round, Deontay Johnson third round. Um, so that's also I'm like, not saying that we we can't that we're going to miss out. But I'm like, I feel like a lot of defensive players this year are going to fall, are going to fall to the later rounds. So that mm-hmm. that's, that's why I'm like, we, if we get like, like you're saying, if we double up on ta- like offense, like our line, if we double up on our line, draft a wide receiver high, like, I think we'd be even at, or even a tight end. Like, I think we'd be in good shape. Like, especially if we ended up trading back, like I trade one of our fourth rounders back. Obviously that probably won't happen. But I'm like, you get some more, you get some more depth, because I'm like, that's really, that's really on the defensive side of the ball, especially if, like, like I said, we're in the situation where you do give a new contract to Hayden and he has uh, avoidable years. Like you do, you do keep Sutton. Um, that's literally like, I mean, you still got Lane, you still got Lane on the team. So I'm like, you draft another DB, like in in the draft, like you're set. Like you don't necessarily have to sign another one. But I'm like, oh. but I'm like. That that and it's also like I said, this is more so looking at just history, like just dra- like we just don't draft some of these positions well that we need, especially depth. Like so, I'm like I don't want to waste a high pick on on these on these positions because like unless we're drafting a linebacker in the first, like an inside linebacker in the first round, like where we've had success, like it's almost like you might as well just wait to the later rounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. But I'm like, like you, you getting you, we this this pandemic to me probably exposed some things that I hope the front office looks at. Like we can't rely on yeah, the true. way we do stuff anymore. As far as I, I and this is not even talking about contract. This is like evaluating players being in a position to get guys, uh, not this year or next year, just like making sure you tight on your plans because I think even this year's money is going to be affected. You know, luckily the contracts are coming up, whatever, but I don't think, I hope nobody is thinking that we're going to go from 182.5 to 205 next year. I, I, <laughs> you know I, I mean? assumed there was going to be like, maybe like 190. Or like yeah, somewhere between one ninety to one ninety five. I figure, I figure at best you get it back to where it was last year, like one ninety five or something like that. You yeah, know what I mean? At like best, around there. You know, so I'm just like, 
And I agree in a certain extent how Pittsburgh does contracts, but I also feel like players now are also more business-minded than they were before. So, you know, it, it's, just, it's just one of them things. Albert loved, loved drafting uh, great wide receivers in the first few rounds. So I'm yeah, looking at like, I'm looking at 2002. We drafted uh, this is a solid like a lot of solid people. Like we had uh, Chris Hope, Randall L, Larry Foote. We had we got Brett Kiesel in that draft seventh round. That's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, man. Like you got a player like Brett Kiesel in the seventh round. Like, yep. like back you know then. why? He went to he went to BYU. I think two two factors. He went to a BYU, and a lot of teams back then weren't playing the three four. Now a lot of teams are playing that three four, so you're not gonna be able to unearth those guys that may have played a different position in college, but it'd be great for your situation. That's one like the scouting. We we don't we don't, our front office and coaching staff is not huge like some of the other people and you know analytics. We gotta get moving a little further into the new era of doing things. Just a little bit. I'm not saying change totally. I'm just saying incorporate a lot of more things that'll help us be successful going forward um, as far as getting players in and, and doing stuff. Because I, what, I, what I'm going to hate is COVID leaves and we drastically change everything we're doing and it feels like so far that we get out of whack in the organization. And I know it's still going to be run by the Roonies, but I also know the Roonies like to run the, the way they run. And I think one of that is having somebody like Colbert. You know, I know we drafted know Mark Bruner. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, but yeah, that that's that's you know as far as that, that's what I see happening as far as that. But you know, I guess our our, our next thing we want to pick up here on is to talk about just the draft and some of the situation. I know we kind of lean into it a little bit, but that's definitely addressing with this year. We got so many holes on the offense. You know, I'm asking you to answer. What do you think we're going to do as far as addressing the offense this year? What positions? Let's start with positions. What do you think is a need for us? Specific Ooh. positions. Well, first first off, I mean, so I, I definitely, especially the the last, you know, probably like five, six years as I've really been watching, I, I've really understood that having a great offensive line coach really helps improve the 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 talent that you get out of your linemen. Um, so obviously our offensive line, I mean, I, I kind of feel like is obviously the the number one uh, place of need. But I'm like, that's just because those are where our biggest holes are, and there's no mm-hmm. there's no actual somebody that I can point to and be like, oh, well, you know that that guy can pick up the slack, like that that guy we're finding. So I mean, like we're we're le- legitimately looking at three like an entire like left side that's just who's going to play them. I mean, obviously we got Dotson, but I'm sure like they're not just going to want to throw Dotson up there without, you know, at least like doing their due diligence. Um, But right after that, which I don't think is far, would definitely be halfback, which again is, is another reason I've been pretty much like we need to either sign a guy, which for me would be a lot better than drafting the guy because I'd rather use that pick towards somebody else because we'd have to draft somebody. We'd have to draft a running back high versus like signing a running back 
like say I was like I was saying like Chris like a like a Aaron Jones or and I, and the other reason I bring that up is because like I've heard them mention with the team and like I know I know Mr. Rooney has come out and said like he really cares about addressing that. So I I know like if if for, if I was somebody that was like dude I I kind of want more of a guarantee towards addressing something like I would want to sign like and it's like I I know running backs don't get paid a lot compared to other positions that we, that we need. Um, and you, you could also like alleviate the cap hit on those positions like a lot better, more more likely. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I just I haven't seen a running back get paid in a very long time, um, like and, and have like a significant like cap hit. Um, mm-hmm. Now I could look up, which I'll do that in the meantime while I'm saying this, uh, the highest paid like running backs, but I, I'm just like man, if, if you if you can legitimately get somebody like an Aaron Jones or a Chris Carson. And I know like Chris Carson catches the ball out of a lot of the backfield. Same thing with Aaron Jones, which is like, we want to get those guys involved because that's just, that's just another way to move the ball. And now again, like one of our, one of our more successful years is when we had a, a running back that could do both. That was a, what could, uh, did have a second gear getting out of the backfield. And on top of that, like had good hands which is important. Mm-hmm. And especially like how, coming in from a year where we had a lot of drops, like that's just something that's important to me. Like, I mean, are, are we going to just want to throw uh, NTN or, or Harris or, you know, or any of these other guys, just throw them into the backfield and just automatically be like, we expect you to be a receiving back, like out of the backfield. Like, I, I think that's just a, a lot to ask um, coming from a rookie compared to having a, having a line, like having a having a having more more players in the line per se, um, but then but then anyway, I'm just gonna keep going down the list. Like the the next thing would be wide receiver. Um, if I had to go top three, just just from the fact that I I would be very surprised if Juju stays, uh, solely because I mean especially from what I'm seeing, like I, I know we're trying to get him back, so I. I if we can get him back and he wants to stay, then that that also would help out a lot. Um, going towards the draft, because I mean, like, like you, you, me, and obviously, we know like Colbert and the front office is big on not having to reach for people in the draft. Like they really like right. to off of a, a best player available type of thing. So it's just like it, those positions, like offense offense and and defense are are not sorry not defense but offense more so i really feel like you miss on those guys a lot like even like i was just saying like unless you draft those guys high like you end up missing a lot on those guys because it's it's like offense is a lot like and we've mentioned this a lot more you know in the past in the show is just offense is a lot more relying on scheme yeah. It's not. It's not one of those things where you can just be like, "This dude's uber talented, so he's just going to be a good like offense player." It's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Um, I, I think one of the issues too with Juju is just that his timing is really bad for the for the Steelers. Uh, one, you know, he is a free agent this year. The money came down. Okay. Two. All right. Go ahead. Then. Sorry, I'm gonna go to this. You know, I say I, too. I think he also. I told you before. I I would love to keep him because I think he makes everybody else better in their roles for this year's team. But in the future, 
paying Juju 17, 18, 19 million a year, who's going to be throwing him the ball? Like, is he good enough along with the other guys that you're going to probably get in the next couple of years as a role to say it'll be Juju, probably two new guys, and Claypool in the next three or four years that you go, are they a good enough team to run with whatever quarterback we're going to have? And to me, I just think keeping you affords you the stability at receiver, no matter who is on the team. You know, Claypool, this is Claypool's going to be there because he still has three more years. But I'm like, you could lose on Washington next year unless you resign him. Ray Ray is, you know, good special teams guy right now, but you don't really know how he's going to fit into the new scheme. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you got so many other holes, it's almost like Juju is a luxury. You know what I mean? And it's just bad for him this year. It's pretty bad. I would love to keep him, but... Well, I, I was I thinking know. the other thing, too, that was like, I'm I'm like, Juju is literally, especially, you know, that was kind of one thing I was saying before the show is like, you know, you, you've seen some movement around the league. So I'm like, you've already seen a few guys get franchise tagged, you know, get new contracts. Yeah. And like, Juju is like the second best receiver. Like outside yeah, of Galladay, and, it, and it's like he just moved up a whole bunch, and that's why I'm like, when I saw all the stuff happen over the last five, six days, I'm like, mm, it's gonna be hard for them to sign him, unless he just really want to be a stiller. Especially because, like you say, that like you, you know that there's a team that's gonna give him a bunch of money up front, and that's just something like that's just something we don't do, and or we and, and do. can't do like right in this year. So like, nope, it, it, it's one of them things like that. That that is what worries me more. We can't about, even we can't even sign him right now to a fair one two year deal because of our situation this year and and probably next. So it's like there are, there are probably fifteen other teams who can sign him to a better deal than us just off the number of years they can give him. They ain't even talking about the money they can give him up front. So I'm like. You know, it's just hard, man. It's hard, especially if we don't make a lot of moves. We ain't got a, 10 people we can restructure or resign or all the other stuff that's going to clear up a bunch of cap space. We got maybe five or six guys we can move around to maybe clear up, you know, five to $10 million of cap space. And then basically, like I said, that's pretty much signing one or two guys. And for Juju, I told you anything less than 17 for him on an average a year is, is, is he robbing himself right now. Oh yeah. Unless he's oh. just willing to take a two year deal for like 25 mil or something, uh, you know, guaranteed. But, so Chris, Chris Carson is coming off a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he only made like two mil last year. Um, and then he wasn't a first round pick, wasn't he? I think he was a second round pick. No, no, that you want to know what round he was drafted in? <laughs> what round? Seventh. Wow. Seventh round pick. Wow. So he's a free agent. And obviously, like I said, the the other gentleman that we were looking at is Aaron Jones, is another person that's been linked with that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously same same situation. He he got drafted in the fifth round. And you know his, you know who his agent is, your boy. Oh yeah, Rosenhaus. So, but I, but like that, that's something for me. I'm like, I know Rosenhaus has good, uh, like he's somebody that works with our team a lot. 
Like, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he's one of the well-known, but I'm like, he's also somebody that works with our team a lot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm like, I know, and that was another thing I was looking at too, Dad. So, right now, uh, what's this? Average Zeke Elliott is the top paid running back. So, the top top five is Zeke Elliott, Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook, and Henry. So, those guys are actually... Well, yeah, because I think Barkley is Barkley is still on. So Barkley is the seventh highest paid, but he was drafted super high. So he's like pretty much there's like a big drop off after the first six running backs, which are Elliott, Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, and Mixon. So pretty much outside of the top three, Cook through Mixon's making looks about on average like twelve, like about twelve mil a year. That's sound about right. Well, that, I'm just looking at I'm looking at Spotrack right now. So this is mm-hmm. this is their their average um their average annual uh I don't know what the V stands for. But anyway, value maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, like because because the next the other ones is like sign in bonus guaranteed at sign in like practical guaranteed. So I know this is their their average annual. Um. But then, like I was saying, right after that, you pretty much only got people making, you know, six to seven a year. And, like, one of those mm-hmm. people is, is Eckler, and Eckler just signed a contract. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you would have to think Aaron Jones is somewhere around there. Like, yeah. so I'm like, to me, that's... that's Especially if I'm his agent. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, I ain't looking, I'm not trying to get anything less than that. So I'm like, for for me that, because I'm like, if you look at Eckler's contract, got 24 million. Um, you got you got 24 million. Uh, pretty much is the whole contract. Six six mil average, six mil at signing, 13 guaranteed or or 13 guaranteed at signing. Sorry, six mil was a signing bonus. 13 guaranteed at signing, and then 15. I'm assuming in in incentives. Uh, so I'm like, that's not a bad, like, that's not a bad contract. Like, I feel like that's something like, again, like I was saying, even if like we wanted to look at Chris Carson, like Chris Carson is somebody that hasn't always been healthy. So I'm like, that might help when you're trying to sign a dude that's talented, but it's like, we can, we can, we still have other people, but I'm like, that's, we're just looking for somebody that's a clear, like clear, better value. And I'm like, they're. I mean, unless you want to draft a running back, like all these guys, like I'm looking at, like Melvin Gordon, uh, Cohen, Eckler, yeah. like all those dudes, like 24, yeah. 25, like Hen- you know, Henry's 26, so that's around right around the age. Like he just he just signed, so like that's what I'm saying. Like that's right around. He's only making 12, 12 million a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I know, I know Jones as a, as a running back. Right. So I'm like, I'm no, I know Jones and them ain't commanding, commanding nothing like that. So I'm like, there, there, there's, there's more plot. Like there's a lot of uh, like plausible reasons for me to think that like more than likely. Yeah. I mean, if this is a good year for us to get a running back, like, especially if you're talking about a, a good quality one and we need one versus. I don't, I don't think they're a sign of running back. I mean, I still wouldn't be surprised. And why, 
<laughs> and why I say that is because I think they will take the guys that's on the roster and draft another guy and say one of these guys will be the guy. Because what I, I think they're going to invest in through draft is the offensive line tied in on the offense and running back. They may take a receiver back in the fifth, sixth round, somebody they can they'll see they think is value. But that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like more prudent on signing Juju if they can make it work. Because then if you sign Juju, then after that, everything else is tied in offensive line and running back. That's three positions that you can use out of your eight picks that I think you're gonna double dip on the offensive line. So that's four four picks. You half your draft is gonna go to the offense in, in those positions. But if you don't sign Juju, then now you gotta drive the another receiver. And I think that takes away from what I consider sitting at 24 right now. I think it's going to be a defensive guy sitting there. That's going to be the value or a tackle. But then I looked at all the teams that now need offensive tackles, offensive line help. I'm like, man, it's just not a good year, especially in the first round, to be looking at a first-round pick. And just because we're going to be picking so low all the time, I think you need to eliminate as many positions as you can before you get to the draft so that when you get to the draft, you're like, okay, I don't, I don't need to lean heavily either way. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe out of eight picks, I take five offense and three defense. Doesn't matter where I get them because I only really need one or two of them to start. Now, you know, typically that would be somebody in the first, first four, three or four rounds that would get a position to start. But you just never know. They typically, you typically don't draft guys after the first three or four rounds and think they're going to be a starter capable unless they're on the offensive line. So we'll see. I mean, I just don't know these these next 24 to 72 hours for me would tell a lot of what our offensive plans are going to look like. Because, yeah, anybody we get after this free agency wave may be one starter here. I think anybody else that gets signed after defense, after a uh, free agency start would be like backup guys or like the guys that just read to me on the list, these one-year deals, guys just like backups and special team ace or whatever. So I'm talking about starting roster. We got a lot of holes right now that I'm just you, you just don't typically see a rookie step in and play well. So we'll see. It's some, I, I know, like I said before, I enjoy this time of the year. And I also – some of the stuff we've talked about over the last few weeks has happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might not have happened as quickly as we wanted, but it's happened, you know? So we'll see. Um, everybody's kind of giving their predictions based on history or what they think is going to happen. So we'll see. I, I think this year you'll really, really see how the Steelers are going to move now that the legal tampering time has started and we'll, you'll start hearing news or what's this and what's that. So, Buckle, buckle your chin strap, so to speak. It's going to be a busy next few days. We already got one trade today. I don't know if you want to go ahead and announce that on the podcast. The uh, McKinney um, trade? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if anybody, because I, I didn't even know about the guy, so I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know if anybody, but the, the Miami's making moves pretty much. Um, Shaq Lawson. Time. <laughs> yeah, that's that Belichick tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
it's 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 Miami made a trade, so I think you're gonna see more cuts, more trades. You're gonna see a bunch of stuff going on on the next few days. I did. I think you gotta. I think every team gotta position themselves free agency and then they got to position themselves for the draft so typically all the hot stuff happens in free agency in the what first three or four days you would say absolutely well especially especially now because you know they like that they've moved towards the nba type of free agency so like by the time you get the free agency it's like the big names already you already know where they're going um and especially like that's that's something that uh, you know, you you'd be very surprised to ever see any type of movement with the Steelers uh, in the first few. Early, yeah. It's like yeah. usually, usually it's always in the next next week. All of a sudden, you just start seeing us sign like a guy or two here and there. But especially this year, I, I really think, like pretty much like you were saying, that I, I think we're gonna keep a bunch of those guys on 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 the list. Um, and then like I said, I I mean, I I don't know if we'll do. And again, a lot of my Aaron Jones or Chris Carson speculation is, I mean, me personally, I like, I, I don't really, my personal feelings aside, cause they're different from what it's like, I, I, I know what the team is saying that they want to be competitive. So I'm like, if you want to be competitive, it's just, it's weird for me, for you to go out and like, cause even me, I still try to sign Juju. Like I'd still try mm-hmm. to sign Juju and still try to sign one of these guys. Cause I'm like, there's just no way you're talking about beating a, a, a Tampa Bay or one of those people without talent. And I'm like, especially, mm-hmm. especially like, and let's, and let's say it this way too. Known talent. We're not talking about a player with potential. We talking right. about guys that, that's doing it, like doing the job. So, cause I'm like, if that, you know, if like, that was the case, like Tom Brady wouldn't have restructured his contract. They would have let them guys go. You know, like they they wouldn't have done any of this. But it's like, dude, we have we have a really talented roster here. Like, why would we let these dudes hit free agency when you know we can find a way to keep them? Like, and it's yep. and that's kind of like how what we're exactly what we're talking about with Sutton. And like to me, it's like do Sutton. Like I was saying earlier, Sutton is literally probably one of the best like projects that we've had in the last decade. Like out of all the projects that we've had, it's like, dude, we got to keep this guy, especially um, at corner. I mean, and Hilton. The, those two guys are probably the best example of cornerbacks that we drafted or developed. In the but you know, you know Hilton's going to get, like, just just Hilton's, like, literally probably one of the best nickel cornerbacks in the league. What, what I would also say, Hilton, coming from an undrafted guy, mm-hmm. knows this is his one shot of making some significant money. And remember last year, I don't know if we mentioned this before. Last year, he went to the Steelers. Was like, I'm thinking about holding out because I want a bigger contract. And they were like, No, you know. And they, and they and the rule said that because he was a, a restricted free agent, he couldn't go anywhere without somebody signing and giving up a draft pick. And that's why I'm like, he's so adamant this year about getting the free agent because he knows this is it. If I, I'm gonna get the highest money, my highest value right now is going to be this offseason. So that's why he's adamant. Like, Pittsburgh couldn't even come to him right now unless they're going to give him what he wants. Period. And and if it's a penny less, he might as well go to, you know, free agency and see what's out there. And and I think that's one of the things the Steelers are going to really do with some of these guys is let them go out there. Because like I said, it's such a funky year money-wise that he's going to let some of these guys go out here and test the market. 
And I think some of these guys are also going to look at, man, I could sign a shorter deal and come back when the money's right because I'm on a 24, I'm on a 25. Man. Maybe I still make a little more money than I would have signed on a four-year deal with a, with a scrub team when I can go somewhere and sign a short two-year in Juju's case. And I hope this is not the case, but if I'm Juju, I'm sitting there, man, I can go to Green Bay sign a two-year deal for 25 mil and still be back on the market in two years. Sucks for Pittsburgh. They can't afford to pay him that type of money. And I don't know if Green Bay can. I was just using them as an example. But I'm like, there's no way I'm going to go to a team that I don't feel like can win it all and be stuck with them. You know, Pittsburgh is legacy for Pittsburgh, for Juju. You know, it's like I build my legacy. I was drafted here. I stay here. I think that's appealing to a lot of players. But then there's a lot of other players that go, man, it's about making that money. And, you know, so we'll see. This is this is going to be very interesting. I'm very excited about the next tomorrow to me. Wake up the morning. I'm going to be on Twitter like crazy. But I'm like, I'm expecting moves from a lot of people to start happening. You're going to start hearing a bunch of rumors, a lot of stuff going on um, in the next few days. So, you know, of course, we on this podcast are way more interested in what the Steelers are doing. But, I mean, I'm also interested in the NFL, so I'll pay attention because I think it affects them. And right now, this is the last thing I'm going to say. I know we're about to wrap up, but I think right now we're, as a team, in our division, we may be barely higher than the fourth best team right now. We don't even have a full roster. We could even roll out there and say we can go play somebody with NFL caliber players. So, you know, I, I am confident the front office is looking at that too, and they're going to be making some moves to get us to that. Um in the next few days, we're ready to do. Absolutely, that. Yeah. yeah, stay uh stay tuned, everybody. Like I said, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back again next week. You know, got some other things uh, coming out soon. Working on a, a website outside of our podcast website, so uh, you can actually find our podcast on there and some some articles and and, and things like that. Um, you know, a lot more, a lot more things going on with the podcast. So, uh, stay tuned, get ready for free agency. Uh, you know, as always, thank you for coming on dad and, uh, we'll, we'll get ready to, to, to get informed for you guys next week. So yeah, yeah. Have, have a good week everybody. Yeah, enjoy your week. I'm so far from my home. Oh, mama, I can hear you a-crying, you're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long.